Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Season 5 of Eye on the Future with Lady Fontaine and co-hosts Jim Elkin and Paul LaPlaca. To schedule a reading or learn more about Lady Fontaine, also known as America's number one love psychic, be sure to check out Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com. Now, here's Lady Fontaine with co-hosts Jim Elkin and Paul LaPlaca. Good evening and welcome. Welcome to Eye on the Future. This is Season 5, Episode 10. And today is Thursday, May 13th, 2021. I'm your host, Paul LaPlaca. And along with our in-house spiritual guru, Jim Elkin, and our resident psychic extraordinaire, love and relationship expert, Lady Fontaine. She is known as America's number one love psychic. A warm welcome to those watching us live on social media platforms such as Facebook and YouTube. We welcome your comments below the live streaming. Be sure to check our Facebook page for details where you can catch us live streaming and much more. Since we are live streaming, for those who don't know, James Elkin is our in-house spiritual guru. Say hi, Jim, if you can hear me. And of course, our lovely psychic and phenomenal relationship expert, Lady Fontaine. In case you are wondering, she's the one with the pink headphones if she is back in our Zoom. We definitely are filling this out here. It's our second time doing the live video, so we have uh, a couple things <laughs> that we have to do to keep it uh, running smoothly, but we're getting there. It's all new for, um, for us here doing the, uh, the live streaming. So our phone lines are open and our switchboard is lighting up. And we want to hear from you. We'll be taking your calls throughout the show at our new number, 319-527-6216. Call us tonight on the intriguing topic of what men want or any other topics you would like to discuss. We are here to answer your questions. Don't forget to follow us here on Blog Talk Radio and like us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. A quick reminder to callers, please have one question for Lady Fontaine. For general questions like when will Bill call or when will I get a new job, please visit Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com and she can answer all your questions and concerns there. Since the show is your brainchild, Lady Fontaine, I want to turn the mic over to you if you are with us. <laughs> I can see you, but I don't hear you on, on the radio yet. Jim, can uh, you uh, chime in on your mic to see if your mic is working? I think my mic is working. Okay, so we have Lady Fontaine in the uh, the radio room. It looks like uh, her mic is room. on, but we're not hearing her in Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to continue on. Um, Try now. No. And Lady Fontaine, whenever you I see can a red light on, Lady Fontaine. <laughs> nope. <laughs> It's, it's relatively new to us. I will continue on reading, and um, hopefully we'll get you in uh, the mic into the system. I think, again, we have to remember uh, with the USB mic, it needs to be on your system input um, for, so your browser can hear that microphone. Um, let's see. Okay, so we have a beautiful testimonial from one of Lady Fontaine's clients that I'd like to read right now. It, only, it not only shows how effective she is as a life coach, but there, the synchronicity here is an eye-opener. 
When people come together, they enter the relationship with past experiences and baggage, which have created their belief systems and how to relate. When two people come together later in life, each with two failed marriages, each with the defense and patterns of bad mistakes that become part of those relationships, unnecessary hurts and abuses can occur. I met Lady Fontaine on social media. Both my wife of almost nine years and I had hurt and were being hurt by each other. A tremendous amount of anger had developed and feelings of loneliness and despair were in place. There was no positive energy in our lives. Communication had been non-existent. Men are logical thinkers. We don't speak in code and analyze what a woman is attempting to communicate. We want a willingness to simply listen. We want to be heard and not analyzed. We want respect. I did, I did realize that this could be an issue with my wife because of past trauma of abuse. I wanted her to share my dreams, to believe in me and in my dreams. I wanted her loyalty and for her to stick with me. I wanted her feminine energy and my wife probably had detached from that because she had been so repressed in the past, she could not be vulnerable again. I had so many of those, these needs not met as her needs were also not met. We were in the process of splitting with no hope of reconciliation when I met Lady Fontaine. Jill started talking with me and I started to understand the mess we had created. Jill is perceptive and knowledgeable and having psychic abilities, she saw us back together again. She suggested I try to work it out for a month. I had given up. After a family tragedy, I realized her ex-husband was still on the scene due to a dependent child and would remain so until his death. I could not see a future with my wife with those unfortunate family dynamics still in place. After speaking with Jill, I began to understand how my wife and I belong together and how I could manage a marriage in spite of the remaining trauma in her life. My wife and I are back together after just a few short weeks. The anger and hurt dissipated immediately. A little truth and understanding go a long way to heal hurting relationships. Thank you eternally, Jill. So, Lady Fontaine, are you back in? Jim, we still don't have her back, huh? She she was on and then she dropped off, so I, I think she may have tried to reset. Okay, I'm getting an error message where it says end the episode and have the host call in. Okay. It looks like continue. she's back. I'm back. Can you hear there me? There we go. There you yes. are. All right. Are. All right. Give All me right, a minute Jill, so... and I'll be I'll be on video. Give me a minute. Okay. So just so you know where we are in the show, we just got through reading this tremendous and really moving testimony from one of your clients um, and how he... Um, uh, got some advice from you on how to uh, deal with some of the baggage from his past relationships to fix his current relationship. Um, so when you're ready to dive in on that, uh, just let me know. We have a lot of great stories from um, some of the clients from the past who have been um, helped through some of these uh, processes that we you know, offer on the show from the, the psychic perspective to our gym's uh, really deep knowledge of all kinds of different therapies. And, you know, our goal here is to help as many people as possible from whatever um, tools we have in our handbags that can, uh, you know, we want to share our experiences with you. Uh, Tonight is the first night that we're going to be offering um, individual services from the three of us. We all have our own individual businesses and we're offering a 50% discount. So stay tuned for the show's secret code that we're going to be giving out later. 
Um, Lady Fontaine, of course, is a life coach, relationship coach, and a psychic. And Jim has all kinds of uh, healing methods from acupuncture um, through just a, a, a litany of, I'm sorry, a long list of Eastern and Western healing practices. So they are definitely the two to talk to for all things uh, healing and spiritual. And I am more of a technician and a musician. My business offers uh, 50% off here with the code for any kind of songwriting, uh, instrumental tracking, uh, radio and television spots, voiceovers. Uh, my business is more on the audio side. So Lady Fontaine, are you back with us yet? Nope, we're still waiting. Okay. All right, Jim. So do you have anything to offer tonight on our special topic here of what men want? Or am I alone? I'm, I'm alone. I'm the star of the show. It's all me. So we're going to keep, uh, keep moving along here. And um, again, we have uh, a lot of great um, callers from the past that have testimonials that we'll be offering throughout the upcoming shows as we move on um, with these different topics we have coming up. Um, our special code tonight, I might as well give it out now if anyone is listening um, and wants any of our services here. The special code for this evening's broadcast is WMW0506-MT. Uh, we have plenty of callers already being screened for um, being put on air as soon as we get to it. And uh, our new phone number here is 319-527-6216. So call us this evening on the topic of what men want or anything else you would like to discuss Again, we're here to answer your questions. Um, so we are experiencing a couple te technical hiccups. And we're going to have uh, Lady Fontaine in here in a moment. Okay, so tonight's topic, uh, what men want, is something that we've been getting a lot of requests for. Uh, Lady Fontaine, of course, with her personal practice, uh, gets a lot of uh, questions about this. So uh, we're very interested in uh, hearing your calls tonight, and uh, we want to delve into this topic as much as possible because um, it's definitely been confusing, uh, you know, to most women, uh, the, the complaint of I can't figure out what men want. Um, from my own personal perspective, I can give you some answers that, you know, it kind of changes uh, throughout the decades. Um, for myself personally, there was definitely a, a time in my 20s where, you know, things, uh, my priorities were a lot different than they are in my 50s. And the things that you want and need in a relationship kind of shift. And then when we start talking about the baggage that this couple was facing from their past uh, failed relationships, the more of those failed relationships you may have in your life, the more either you will grow and, and develop a, a greater capacity for patience and understanding, or you'll develop a lot of scars. And, you know, like one of my former uh, relationships, we would talk about the landmines in our life and the things that would maybe trigger us that had nothing to do with our current partner that you end up with um, just really kind of, uh, you know, you're walking through a, a <laughs> a field of landmines and stepping on things, not even knowing it, and then uh, things will blow up. 
so we definitely want to hear from you on your own personal experiences. I know we have a lot of a lot of calls coming in, and we're just waiting for Lady Fontaine to get dialed into the uh, the show. She's having internet problems, and I'm not too much uh, too sure how far we can go with this without her because um, I don't think Jim and I are, I are uh, capable of uh, of doing this on our own because we're not we're not love and relationship experts. But we may, if you're still on the line, we might give it a shot. Let me uh, check in with Jim here, uh, if you'll just bear with us. Okay, so we are still uh, waiting for Lady Fontaine. We can see her, but I can't hear her yet. Um, We heard her a couple minutes ago. Jill, if you can try your mic again. I don't know if you can hear me. We see you in uh, in the studio here. So in the Zoom link, I was able to see her and hear her. She broke in on a conversation I was having with a caller. Okay, on the Zoom, but we want to be in the... uh, yeah. In the call here. Well, let's get started here, and hopefully she can chime in. And Jim, if we can, uh, if you have a caller that maybe the two of us could help, that isn't isn't too hard. Maybe Ooh. we can take a call on our own here until yes. our mic is working. Yeah, you came through. Yeah. Uh, where are you hearing her? Because I'm not hearing her in the. I'm hearing her on Zoom. Yeah, that, that's. Uh, we can't use that audio from Zoom. We have to take it in from uh, the blog. Okay. Her mic when you direct, be... Jill, when you direct connected, when you direct connected, uh, that that window may hold uh, an option to change your microphone or or direct connect. Okay, so we're going to try something different here. I'm going to uh, start with Lisa, and um, let's uh, see if we can't get uh, Jill on the line here soon. Lisa, oh, you're on the air. I, this is Paul. How are you doing? Sorry, we've got a, little, a couple technical difficulties, but oh, we'll try to help you the best we can. Thank you. Can I ask you to go to another caller, please? I really want to talk to her. I, of course. Yes, I understand. I'm not the, uh, I'm not the expert. We'll, uh, we'll pick up somebody else. Hello, Katerina. Hello. Hi, this is Paul. I'm sorry we're having a couple of technical difficulties with getting Lady Fontaine, uh, her microphone working. But if you'd like to start telling your story here, um, perhaps we can help you uh, between Jim and I and uh, get the show rolling here. Okay, sure. 
Um, so I, I'm currently just like talking to two um, uh, gentlemen, um, you know, just kind of friends, but maybe I think there's a little bit more than that. One is Eric and one is Paul. And so I was just wondering if you see either one of those being a good match for me um, in the love department, <laughs> I guess you could say. Can you describe your uh, relationship with each one briefly and, and uh, where you are in terms of the uh, uh, how, how long the relationships have been going on? Um, I've been talking to Eric for almost a year. Um, I don't know. It's hard because he's on the other side of America. Um, Paul is close, um, but closer. Um, but we've been talking um, for a little bit less, I would say. A little less than a year with Paul? Yeah. And are these both long-distance relationships, or are you uh, close to each other with Paul? Paul is closer, yes. Paul is closer. Um, but because of the pandemic, we really haven't had a chance to Yeah, it's been connect. ridiculous for I can't even imagine um, most people yeah. trying to start a relationship right now. Yeah, we had a show about that last week or two weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> Loving the time of COVID. That's so, Jim, right. what, do you, what do you think here? We've got two relationships, uh, one long distance with Eric on the other side of the country and Paul closer. Um, what can you offer here for help until we get Lady Fontaine back? Well, for starters, um, Eric, uh, you've been seeing for a year, long distance. Yes, is that the is that the, the complication for you for Eric? I mean, there's something that's keeping you committed to Eric, but also something that makes you wonder whether there's something else, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, because it's hard, you know. It's you know, so being so far. Yeah. Um, so that's the real problem for you is long distance relationship problems. Yeah. Yeah, and so so so, what does Paul? Aside from being close, does he hold anything else for you? Is he giving you some kind of? Uh, how can I say this? Uh, uh, nourishment, some kind of you know benefit that that you find really intriguing. Guys, do you hear um, me? Yes, there you oh. are. All right, let me try again. It'll take me a minute to get back on video, assuming. Okay. It, well, let's let's forget about the video for now because I feel like that's taking the microphone out. We need you more on mic than we do. We need see. you more on mic than on, on video right now. Well, I, I did not hear the question, and I still need a minute to get up uh, okay. more information okay. here. Let, let us know when you're ready, and we'll fill you in on what we've heard so far. But it's uh, it's a, a good I, first call. I think people want to see me on video more than you guys, though. No, we want to see you. We want to, we, Jim and I can't carry the show without you. No. I know. I understand. But still, this is not fair. All right. So could I get the question again? And I need to uh, – well, Lisa we, is her name? We have Katerine on the phone. Oh, Catherine. okay. Yes. And, uh, and uh, she's got a friend uh, who lives a long way off. His name is Eric. And another one who's closer is named Paul. Um, she's been seeing Eric or kind of, you know, whatever you do over the long distance for about a, a little over a year, around a year. And Paul, a little less time. 
And I started asking questions about uh, whether the, 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 the proximity was, was the issue. Maybe, Catherine, you can figure, you can fill her in on the rest. You there? Um, that, that, yeah, that's pretty much it. You've kind of said it, um, you know. <laughs> um, pretty I'm well, saying, huh? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All well, right. I brought, so I, I brought you in that. because it's, it's easier for Lady Fontaine to hear your voice and go from that so she can get a feel for who right. you are. I see. I see. All right. So, so Eric and Paul, um, I wasn't even following who was long distance or who wasn't. So what, what is your question? I'm wondering if you see either one of them being a good um, match for me. All right. Just give me a second to zoom in with your energy. I've been dealing with all this technical stuff. So my head's in a different place. I understand. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Yeah. No, just give me one second so that I can give yeah. you some good answers here. All right. Um, so right now, I'm being more drawn to Paul, um, and there's something in that energy that shows me kind of like you guys are clicking and kind of like there's something um, – you know, I, I almost want to say a little bit more dynamic, a little bit more exciting, a little bit more in tuned with each other. Um, Paul also shows himself to be a little bit more, deeper and a little bit more, um, I, I almost want to say open, honest, um, revealing is the word that my guides are, are showing me. But on the other hand, when I'm looking at Eric's energy, there's something that I really, really, really do like about him. But he shows himself being a little bit more secretive and a little bit more, I actually see him hiding behind the door or a wall or something like that. So when you're dealing with Eric, is he more um, like secretive in a way? You've actually described them both perfectly, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's something, um, there's something very enticing about Eric. I'm not going to deny that, but what concerns me is this hiding bit that he's doing, you know, he's not stepping forward and I don't know, there's pieces of him that he just won't reveal. And and my guides are also showing me him with, with a mask on, which means that I'm not even fully believing everything that he's saying. But there's, there still is something very intriguing about him. But out of these two, I would say Paul is a better bet for you. Neither one is coming through as being, um, you know, like the absolute man of your dreams. But I'll tell you, Paul is, Paul's got something going there. And that one actually feels to me that there's a lot of fluidity in the energy between the two of you and a lot of potential. Um, again, it's not coming through as, you know, done deal, this is it, You're, you've got it made, girl. You know, it's not coming through like that, but it's certainly coming through with a lot of potential. I believe he is pretty honest with you, and I and I believe that, um, you know, he comes through very much as, um, you know, what he, I'm trying to think of the expression, you know, what you see is what you get. He's He's kind of transparent. You know, there's something very, very interesting in that in that relationship. So I would say out of these two, I like Paul better for you. But I actually feel there's something 
Um, I have to ask this about Eric. Is, is he is he like going through a divorce or is there still a partner in the picture there? Oh, not that I know of. Um, do, do you know if he is divorced? Not that I know of. No, he's never brought that up. Hmm. There feels like there's some unfinished business with um, somebody. And to me, it feels like a wife. So you don't know if he was married before. No, he's never brought that up. I've never asked. All right. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, there there feels like there's something there um, that doesn't feel fully resolved. Um, so he could still be going through a divorce or something else going on. So, um, try. you know, what I would say is uh, have a little bit of caution with Eric and try to get a little bit more of the story. Um, but, Paul, I, I'd say enjoy. Have a good time. I believe he likes you. I believe there's a lot of chemistry between the two of you. And there certainly is that rapport that I like to see in energy. Um, you know, I'm not saying this is the person you're going to end up with, but I am saying this is a great Mr. Right Now. And the right now has potential to grow into more. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, guys, Thank can you. I try one more could I try one more time to get on video? Yes. Yeah. All right. And if not, then I'll just stay off. Okay. So, so you got my notes. Mute. Yeah, I will as soon as I get on. Okay, Joe. So you got my notes for the um, in the messenger on uh, settings. Um, no, I didn't. I heard all these um, things going off, but it just, just seemed double- to work when I rebooted. All right. Double check my notes in the uh, the messenger, and that should help you with the Zoom settings on the mic. And okay. uh, we're definitely going to uh, hear from more callers today. We have a, a long list of people waiting in line here, so we're going to really focus on the callers as soon as we can get Lady Fontaine back up on the video here. Um, let's see where we are here. Um, so I we want to definitely say – go ahead, Jim. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I've, I've got nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing? Okay. Uh, we're not going to take Actually, any callers you, now. Is that what we said? No. Give me a chance to try to get back on. Okay. So cause okay. I, it's hard for me to toggle so when I'm trying to do this, technical Paul. stuff. Right. Yeah, you go ahead and do technical stuff. Paul, what do you, <laughs> All like, right. what do you and want? And then I need a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. If you guys what do you want, just Paul? What do I want? for a minute. Yeah. Well, like I said uh, earlier on in the show here, things have changed um, for me uh, certainly as the decades go on. I kind of uh, chunk my life up into – you know, my 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. And um, certainly there are times where um, things change radically for, for men. And I, I would think they change for everybody. As you go through your life, um, things that you want um, take, take priority over things you need. Um, so when you're younger, in my, in my case in particular, in my 20s, the things that I wanted were um, more um, surface level things, you know, it was more about a physical attraction. It was about, um, you know, the, the heat and the electricity of a, a relationship. And then, um, you know, you get into your thirties and you get your first couple of solid relationships under your belt. And I've had two failed marriages. So those things, um, really kind of reinforce then the difference between want and need. Um, so, the things that I wanted at first were, you know, I wanted a soulmate connection and I wanted this kind of 
um, insane level of uh, physical attraction and this, this craziness that the, the older I got and the more I had failed relationships, um, at this point in my life, you know, you get more relaxed. I have a child now. He's 12. The things I want more than anything in my life in my 50s here is a partner and peace. <laughs> I, want, <laughs> I want peace in my life. I want somebody who treats me with the respect to understand that um, my time, I get to decide what to do with my time. I'm not an appendage to my partner. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that really bothered me in the past was my partners treated me like a, a third arm. And so anytime there was free time in my life, they filled it up with tasks and to-do lists and on and on and on where those kind of things, they take so much uh, away from you as a person that at this point in my life, it's like, I, I want autonomy. I want to be able to control my time. And if my partner now says, Hey, can we do X, Y, and Z this weekend? I'm comfortable with her. I can say, well, I had planned on doing ABC. So there's more of a compromise and more push and pull because I've chosen the right partner for this time of my life because she doesn't treat me that way. She doesn't treat me as an assistant in her life. Mm -hmm. So what I want right now, I have everything that I want and I couldn't be happier, but it took, you know, it took two failed marriages to get here and I'm 54. It took a long time to get to this point. And like I said, at the beginning of the show too, it's like, those scars either um, teach you patience and understanding or they, they give you landmines that are treacherous to your partner. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to be self-aware and understand like this is a trigger for me because my ex used to do this and it caused me a lot of pain. So when you do it to me, I take out all my anger that mm-hmm. I have for her on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not fair to yeah. anybody. So right. that's, you right. know, I think what men want, it changes depending on where they are in their life in those decades and what they've, uh, what happened to them in their past relationships, if they've overcome it or if those are still triggers for them. Right. So that's, that's just me in a nutshell. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. All right. So let's try this again. Great. All right. Uh, Let's see how long this lasts. I mean, I didn't change anything. Everything looked right. So I don't know what's going on, but um, do you want me to talk about what men want? Yeah. What, what's your experience with, yeah. um, in your therapy that what do you hear um, the most? I, I hear a lot of stuff. So I'm just bringing up some notes that I have here. And then we definitely want to hear from Jim because I know he has his own story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so one thing I want to mention is that before we, talk about the specifics of what men want. It's really important to know that the most important thing for any love relationship, and especially any long-term or committed relationship, is to love yourself. And I know that we hear it all the time. It's such a simplistic thing. But on the next show that we do, we're going to be talking about the law of attraction. And in a nutshell, basically, whatever our beliefs are, we're going to um, resonate at that frequency and we're going to end up drawing that back into our lives. So if we're really thinking to ourselves, yeah, nobody ever loved me or nobody loves me or I'm not good enough or, Ugh, you know, I'm too tall, too short, too thin, too fat, whatever. We're not sending out the right energy. Therefore, we're not going to draw in a lasting love. So it's important that we really, before we really start going out there looking for love, 
that we really work on ourselves. So we bring the best version of ourselves into a relationship. And it's really important that we honor ourselves and treat ourselves with respect. And Jim, I really wanted you to comment on this when I'm done um, about the idea of really, really loving yourself and respecting yourself. See, what I, the way, when I think of respect, and this is what I deal with a lot with my clients, is that if they're in an abusive relationship or if they're in a relationship where they're not being treated fairly and they stay and they put up with it, they're not respecting themselves and they're not honoring themselves. So right mm-hmm. there, the law of attraction is going to draw in more aggravation for them and more situations that aren't going to work out well in the relationship. That's why it's so important that the number one most important thing before we learn anything about men want is to love yourself. But could you talk a little bit about the energy frequencies and, and that, you know, law of attracts? Because we're going to talk more about it next, next show. But on a high level, can you explain it? Well, on a high level, a law of, a law of attraction in, in relationships, uh, the, the idea is that the energy that you're sending out into the universe, and this is also in a, in a psychological sense, the energy that you are uh, repeating to yourself all the time is the energy that will be returned to you. It's like the universe hears you and says, oh, you like that. Okay, let's do some more. Even if it's not positive, it's, it's the energy that you put out. So if you're putting out anger all the time, you're going to see anger coming back at you and wonder, why are people always angry at me? And, and it could be because that you're angry at them uh, or you're angry at other things. And that anger is where you live, and then it'll be drawn to you. Um, but there's another piece to this thing that I'd like to just probe a little bit. A lot of people are looking for love so that they can have someone help them feel lovable, you know, and it doesn't work that way. It really works the opposite that if you feel, if you don't feel lovable, what you're really doing is you're creating an aura around yourself. And I don't mean, I don't mean necessarily a, a thing that other people pick up as energy, but it can be that as well as it's how you talk to yourself, talk about yourself and how you treat yourself. You know, if you're abusing yourself, if you're treating yourself poorly, bingo. Yes, then that's the point I wanted you to get it. across. People are going to see it. And it's not only go, see it. No. <laughs> it's not only yeah. seeing it, though. It's that we're sending out that energy, so the universe mm-hmm. sends us more of being mistreated or abused. Yeah, right. And that's the key to a successful relationship. Everything sure. else that I'm going to talk about tonight is just icing on the cake. It's literally right. icing on the cake to make relationships better. But if you don't have that core um, uh, honoring yourself and feeling good about yourself, none of this works. But there's how another you, piece. I'm sorry. How do, you, how do you break out of those patterns? So it's, uh, it's just like a grooves in a record. Thank and, you for the segue. You get that? You're getting in this, this routine in the groove, and it's like you, you, can, you can hear okay, well, you need to, you know, do all these things. They're yeah. wonderful things you're talking about and put that energy out in the universe. But when you're stuck in that groove, how do you get the self-discipline to break out of that? Well, here's, here's the way it starts. Integrity with, with yourself. Now, integrity means that what I say or what I think and what I do are the same thing. They all agree. So when you're saying someone is integrated, it means everything they're, they're doing is in agreement. So if I make a promise to myself and I don't keep it to myself, that's a sign right. that I don't love myself. 
That's so true. the integrity comes out there as well. If you if you make a promise to yourself, make sure you keep it more than you would keep it for anyone else because there's no one else more important in your life than yourself. That's true. And if 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 you're breaking promises all the time, you can't love yourself because you are the person that you are denying. You're the person that you're abandoning all the time, over and over. Bingo. Again. Bingo. You're not, you're, that, you're not helping yourself. What he just said is so true that 99% of the problems are that we abandon ourselves. And if we stop doing that, 99% of our problems go away. But we uh-huh. do. That's right. And, and, the and other we can't part love ourselves. Is, we can't love ourselves if we don't have that kind of integrity where I can trust myself to do what I need to do or what I want to, to, to fulfill my promises to myself. So I'm very, very careful about that, that every time I make a promise to myself, I follow through on it. And, and in that way, there's this, there's this nice feedback thing going on. And one way, really great way to test yourself and is also to work on, on, on getting in relationship with yourself is, is mirror work. That is staring at yourself in the mirror and, and saying the words, I love you. And watch what happens. Boy, that's hard sometimes. Right. Really difficult. Oh, I think it is hard. I do think it's hard. But it's a great but, exercise because when you, when you finally get to the point where you can actually feel that and be in that place and really have that integrity going, you, nothing can stop you at that point. You know, I was listening to some videos the other day, and I don't remember his name, but he was an Indian guru. And Mm -hmm. he said something when you started to talk, I thought, wow, this is just what he said. So perfect synchronicity. He said, you have to align your thoughts with your emotions. Now, Mm -hmm. you know, due to due to 9-11, I've been in therapy a lot for for trauma. And um, what they really want you to do is cognitive behavioral therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy works on your thoughts. And I have an issue with that because I believe everything starts with your beliefs. But after watching him, I actually have a feeling that they are more closely connected than I even realized. I had an aha moment when I was Mm -hmm. watching him. So what are your thoughts about how you integrate the mind, the mind, the beliefs with the thoughts? Well, the the interesting point behind the way I react to things, uh, and everybody does this, is, is there's a, we call it a stimulation response thing where something happens and I respond to it. But somewhere in between the stimulation and the response, there's a belief. Okay? Um, so I'm driving down the street. Somebody cuts me off. I used this with a patient just the other day, just yesterday. Um, um, somebody cuts me off, and my immediate Belief is that person treated me poorly and, and I am not important. And so I can get angry at that person. But then if I turn around and say, oh, look, uh, I believe that that person is trying to get to the hospital because his mother is dying and he wants to see her for the last minute. Then suddenly my, my feeling changes. All of a sudden it's compassion and, and, and wanting to make room for this person and empathy. Um, very different feeling. Uh, feelings are responses to beliefs based on stimulus. Bingo. Bing. Well, see, that part I never realized based on stimulus. Yeah. See, I look at it as a belief is a belief. And, mm-hmm. and I think that they're activated by situations that occur in our lives. So when, you know, all the shit hits the fan, naturally, oh, I'm not good enough. Nobody likes me. Nothing ever works. And those are the beliefs that get activated. So basically, right. that's what you're saying. 
Yeah. But I believe those beliefs are there all the time and they drive us. Sure. Because I believe the beliefs are the core for everything. But there is something to this, aligning your thoughts and your beliefs together. I haven't quite figured it out, but there is something okay. to that. Okay. Is that a, is that a, a Buddhist or Hindu uh, Actually, perspective? Actually, it's the teachings that I, I received from a teacher at the Options Institute in, 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 uh, in uh, Connecticut, or is it Massachusetts? I think it's in Massachusetts. A good friend of mine. Oh, all right. Oh, all right. Oh, all right. No, I mean, it's a, it's definitely a good thought. So mm-hmm. I think we're all in agreement how important it is to get your act together before you even Absolutely. try any of the things. Because, I mean, again, these are great techniques that I'm going to be talking about. But, um, you know, half of them are, are going to be marginal kinds of things. Yeah, maybe you could draw in somebody, but are you going to keep them? And you're not going to keep them if all along you're thinking, oh, God, he's going to leave. Well, I want to talk about this for a minute because fear. Whatever you fear the most is exactly what you're going to draw in. So if you're afraid of losing somebody, you're afraid that they're going to think that you're not good enough or you're not pretty enough or you're not smart enough. Trust me, that's exactly what's going to happen. So, so be very, very aware of what your fears are because you could draw, um, you could definitely draw in exactly what you're not looking for. And with fear, uh, you have the, the, the likelihood of projecting. So you're going to be watching to see if that person is doing those things. And that projection onto that person can end up being a self-fulfilling prophecy. They're going to see your projections and they're going to, you know, that get could upset be about true. that. You're yeah. right. You're right. That definitely could be. We should uh, take a call here if we're ready. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Jim, are you um, doing all the screening? Yeah. Um, um, let's talk to Lisa. Okay. Hey. Hi, Lisa. Yay. Yay. Thank you. I love you guys. I love you, Lady Fontaine. Thank you. Oh, I thank you. you. Yes. <laughs> I, I talked to you, and you told me to call back in and give you an update. Oh, It was good. on a... It was on a, um, I'd left a 20-year relationship, and so this person kind of fell into my lap, um, another, a new guy, and we started working together. We were clearing out my house so I could sell it, and we worked together for about a month. Prior to that, uh, he had been working for my former boyfriend. And he had come recommended, you know, I had checked. I'm in an industry where I I can check on stuff. Um, Anyway, so we worked together for a month, and then we started sleeping together towards uh, the latter part of the month, maybe for two, three weeks. And I had called you, and I had told you about it, and I said, oh, my God, I'm so confused. I don't know what's going on because I don't. I'm crazy about this person, but I don't see him as a husband. I don't see him as a forever. And I don't know what place he has in my life. And so anyway, I made the mistake of not telling him all of that. I just said, I'm crazy about you and I'm confused. And he kept, he said, we were going kind of back and forth. He said, I want the relationship. He said it twice. And I said, well, I may not answer the phone. And I just, I blew the whole thing. Anyway, he was always here for me. I would call him. He'd be here. I called him the 15-minute man. He'd show up in 15 minutes. I'll be there in 15 minutes, he said. 
the last time I talked to him, um, we had had a discussion, and then he told me, if you want to talk, give me a call. So I called him the next day. I said, I want to keep it bright and positive. I want to talk. And I, I thought he said, I, I heard some sound on the end of the other line. I mean, he was always there. He was always reliable. I thought he said, okay. But I didn't hear from him. I mean, I haven't heard from him since. And at first I thought he died. You know, I thought something horrible had happened. And I called his number twice, went to voicemail, and I haven't heard back. I called the first week in a few weeks ago and left, you know, I made it sound business-like. I just said I need some help on a, uh, a task. And I don't know if he got the message. He lives on a ranch with some other people, his parents. And so what do you see, Lady Fontaine? Do you see this? I have a ritual life. I mean, I'm a hard worker. I throw myself at other men in the meantime. I'm social. I work out. I work out in many different capacities, you know, yoga, blah, blah, blah. But he's on my mind. I feel like, you know, I would love to just reconnect and, have a discussion. Remind me of his first name. Aaron. Oh, I do remember him. Oh, Lord, you're good. <clears throat> but I like to read fresh, so let me just zoom in with his energy. Is that E-R-I-N or A-A-R-O-N? It's, I wrote yeah, e- a- e- Oh, it is Aaron. Yeah, A, A, oh, wait a minute, I just spell it? Yeah, I don't have the computer okay. in front of me. I can Close type enough. it out. <laughs> A-A-R-O-N, yeah. I think that's Yeah. All right, so. I could still feel you in his thoughts, but what I feel in his energy is, um, combination of fear and I would say it's confusion um, but but you know it's I would say in a scale of one to ten it comes through as about a four or a five it's not an overwhelming sense like sometimes when I'm reading people's energy it's like a stop sign you know I feel it's so strong that there's no end if or buts that that's what's keeping him away. Um, you know, there, let, let me, let me put it to you this way. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of energy going on between the two of you. There's chemistry, there's a connection, there's a lot of things and it's mutual. It's not just a one way street here. There's a lot going on between the two of you. Um, but again, there feels like um, on his part, almost like he was taken aback um, and he doesn't know what to do. So I believe he's taking a bit of a break. What I feel is so important for you right now is to back off. Give him the space. See, what happens when a, a man backs away from you and you start stepping forward, it, it comes through as pressure and they're going to keep on stepping further back. So you need to step back. And there's something, if we get to it today, if not because of all the confusion we had early on, um, we might have to do this show in another part. 
Um, but something that I'm going to talk about is really taking and learning to take your pace from him. For instance, this is very simplistic, but if a guy calls you once a day or texts you once a day, you should reciprocate in the same way. Even something as simple as if they text you with long text, then that gives you the permission to respond in long text because that basically what they're showing you is what they're capable of, capable of giving in the relationship. So on a scale of one to 10, he was capable of giving, you know, a four or a five. You were capable of giving and receiving a 10, you know, so you, in that way, you guys were off kilter. So I would say back off a little bit, give them a little bit of space. Um, it's not over. My guides are pretty emphatic by saying it isn't over, but you need to give him some space. He needs to get some grounding here and he needs to take those steps forward. My, my suggestion is when he does take those steps forward, go slow. Don't jump back into sleeping with him. Have it more of a teasing kind of thing. Let that anticipation build up. If we ever get to all the things I wanted to talk about today, um, anticipation is a biggie. Don't give it all away. Men love that, like being on the edge. I don't know if they love it. Actually, I should ask you guys if you do love it. But that keeps you interested. <laughs> that piques your interest. Is that true or not? I mean, I'm in such a wonderful position here to have two great guys as co-hosts so I could bounce all my questions off of you guys. Um, how do you, how do you feel? Say, yeah, go ahead, Lisa. I, I haven't. I haven't contacted him at all and you're right I've come to the conclusion that I would follow his lead he was telling me he wanted to see me once twice a week and I was like you know I just didn't understand anything I was it left a 20-year relationship I didn't know why I was feeling the feelings for him and I couldn't make sense of it and I was just like a cat that just first discovers the mouse you know I just didn't know what to do and so you're right. I'm hearing you and I'm embracing what you're saying. And I've, I, it's opened up a whole new world to me. I haven't been single ready to mingle in that mess, you know, right. the whole activity of that. I don't know what that's about. And, you know, earlier on when I was a youngster, you just did your thing. You know, you just opened up and you were the Valentine card. I mean, like the gentleman that was talking, you know, in your 20s, you're different. And now it's, a, you know, it's a whole different, it's what you're talking about, you know, following their lead. Exactly. So because kind of a, you over, you really overwhelmed him and, and he doesn't know how to process it. So um, I thought you did say though, that you left him a few messages and he lives at him, his parents. Yeah. The, the, the night he was going to come over, which he had always been here reliably oh. whenever I called I called twice because I thought something bad had happened to him. Oh, I thought, got it. oh my God, you know, because, and then I waited several weeks and then I called and left a message and I just said, I have a task. Are you available to help me? And I never got a response. So okay. it's okay. I, I'm not ever going to call again, ever, ever, ever. All right. That's good. Don't. And just give it a shot. My guides are indicating it's not over. So I feel he'll show up when you're least expecting it, but Another very important thing is, and obviously you've, you've heard some, some of my other shows, is I often talk about don't want it. 
When we want something so badly, we strangle the energy and we never get it. If you look up the meaning of want in any dictionary, it's lack of. So when you want him, you want Aaron, then what you're going to get is more of wanting him. Your key is to sort of get yourself back into that place where you knew you had him and you were enjoying him and try to build that gratitude with the time you had with him. Don't worry about wanting. Wanting is going to get you nowhere. Honestly, it will get you nowhere. That's the biggest thing that I feel in your energy right now is that there, there, even though you, you know, you're working out and you're doing all this other stuff, there's still that intensity in your energy of wanting him. Try to back off let go. There's such power. One day we're going to do a show on letting go because I think that's the key to everything in life. As soon as you let go, man, everything comes together. It's all this holding on bit that really um, strangles you as well. So do your best to not want him and try to get back into that feeling of that momentum when you guys were seeing each other and just trust that. And if it's meant to be, it will be. But my guides are indicating you're not done, that there's more there. But if you chase him right now, he will back off. Oh, no, God, no. I would never call him right now at all. And you're right. And when I called into the show, you said, I said, you know, I don't really want anything from him. And I didn't. I didn't expect it to be unplugged like this. But you said one of you is going to want something more. And... And look who it was. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, you I indicated. I, I still don't. But you, but you did. He feels yeah. that you did. If if you did or didn't, your conversations was, with him led him to believe that you wanted more, and that confused him. Yeah, that's the misunderstanding I'd love to clear up. If it happens, mm-hmm. and you're right, I'll let it go. I, I'm listening to you guys. I'm learning. Thank you. I know they're playing music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lisa, thank you. Thank you, thank you for calling you. in and giving us an update. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You take care. Thank you, Lisa. Good luck. We just want to remind everybody that we are definitely uh, taking calls tonight at 319-527-6216. And we've got a couple more coming up in the queue here. Our discount code tonight. All three of us are offering 50% on our services here. So email us directly. We'll give you our uh, websites at the end of the broadcast here. The discount code is WMW0506-MT. So um, I I don't know how much I'm going to be able to get to today. Uh, Do we have a lot more callers here? I don't have the callers. We have a few more, yeah. All right. We can can probably spread it out a little bit, but we've got some people who have been waiting a long time, so... All right, way. so let me let me talk because this this is yeah, funny. Go for it. This yeah. part is funny, and then I want to get to a few other things, and maybe we'll do a, a part two of this show since you know I've got a lot of a lot of information here. So <laughs> now, don't get mad at me, guys. <laughs> don't get mad. You, you can pull a plug if she gets too crazy, Paul. All right. <laughs> I don't know where it is. I'm not, I'm not going to do that again, trying to log on. Forget that. <laughs> you I, I, I wouldn't even know where to the computer. <laughs> <laughs> and I might put a whammy on you if you did that anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what I wanted to talk about is, look, all you guys, anybody, all you have to do is, like, search the Internet for 
you know, what men want or how to get a man or whatever. And you're going to come up with probably hundreds of dating coaches and a lot of advice. So I actually interviewed some of these dating coaches and there's one guy and I had mentioned it to both Jim and, and Paul in, in previous um, conversations that we had in anticipation of this show. And um, there was some terminology and there were some um, secret techniques <laughs> that, that were supposedly effective so I tried them on you guys, <laughs> and I didn't tell you, <laughs> and I'll tell There's you the results. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know there is, but first of all, I'm not involved with either one of you, so this maybe oh. is why it didn't work, um, but in any event, remember the other day, now Jim, a while ago, you had indicated that you would do a trailer for this show, right? A while yes. ago. Yes. Then I asked you last week. I said, Jim, can you work on that trailer? And what would you say? I don't remember. He flatly out said, no, I don't have the time. I don't have the bandwidth. <laughs> so I left it. Okay. Now let me ask you, did you have any <laughs> endearing thoughts about me? Uh, no. no nothing, <laughs> nothing occurred. No. I wasn't like, oh, my gosh. You didn't she asked me for something. Me oh, now my heart is beating. Oh. You, didn't, you didn't fall in love with me, right? No, no, no like I didn't that, think no. you did because it, there were no indications that you did. <laughs> All right. So then Paul, and this was legitimate. None of this was stuff that I didn't really want or need. I needed it, but I, I went into it with a mindset, mm, let's see what happens next. All right. So Paul... <laughs> So I, I told you about the YouTube video that the first 15 minutes are blank. And then what did you say? I said, um, I can't remember the, the exact fix, but there were a couple different workarounds. Either I would record it here in my studio and edit it here, or I would download it from YouTube and edit it there. Right. So you were very agreeable to help. Um, and I was, appreciative oh thank you very very much and stuff so let me ask you did you have any any endearing thoughts about me i mean as as a friendship certainly i you know i'm i'm very endeared with the both of you i think this is we have a great relationship and everything but i, I don't know what trick did you play on us <laughs> what, what 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 magic word did you use to get me to do it something to do with asking us for favors is a way for us to feel important <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. It's called the hero instinct. Oh, I, I, I remember see. you didn't want me to use that term, but <laughs> I actually, I'm, when I talk about it later on, I'm going to give you my interpretation of it, which is way different than what okay. they do. But, but basically what their technique is, and they feel that using this technique is going to get men to fall in love with you. Now, I didn't just do it on YouTube. I did it on several of my male friends and nobody except one guy who's already in love with me. <laughs> He's the only one who said that he had all kinds of thoughts about me. None of the other ones said anything. They all said, no, okay. Or they volunteered to help and nothing, you know, nobody fell in love with me. So basically um, I, what I really suggest is that who's ever listening, take a look at that hero instinct. In my testing, it was not 
successful, but I did not use it on anybody that I was involved with or that I had a relationship with. So maybe it would have worked out different if I did, but um, I was actually trying to prove Jim wrong and he proved me wrong. So go figure. Well, I think um, <laughs> just, just hearing about the, the concept of, of uh, being a hero in someone's life, I think that's really hard to do long distance. Like we've, we've never met in person and there's no chance of us having any kind of intimate relationship because I'm lock solid in mind. So my antenna for that stuff is way off. But if we were in person and you said to me, Hey, can you come over? I'm having a really hard time with um, something electronic in my house, or can you help me set up my TV set? If that was a situation, I, I think that that might be like, hey, this person needs me and values me and, and makes me feel like uh, I'm, I'm worthwhile because I can help them do something they can't do. I mean, within my own relationship at home here, you know, we do have kind of um, some uh, vague gender roles that um, because I'm a man, I'm, I'm good at fixing things. And if, if something needs a little technical expertise. So when my girlfriend needs that, I do feel good about myself. Right, and I feel like I'm. Right. I'm contributing something of value to the relationship. And she feels the same way, you know, with, with my son, when she can be um, a second voice um, in helping to raise my son and, and act as a stepmother to him, she feels valued and, and uh, an important part of the relationship. So I think that, you know, that hero concept might have some value when it's, uh, when you're actually face to face. I don't know if that's something that could happen with us, not knowing each other and being so far apart and me being so, you know, locked in a relationship. I don't know right. if I would even pick up on that as a, no, oh, I and feel I so did, valued. I did, I, mean, not like, expect, <laughs> I did not expect it to work, but I figured it was convenient and it would be a good talking point for the show. It's um, very interesting, and I'm not, yeah. And I'm not saying it doesn't work um, because exactly what you said is exactly what I planned on talking about later where um, – in a relationship, I do believe when you make a man feel wanted, important, cared for, respected, all those things, um, it does affect the relationship. It does yeah. in a positive way. And sure. I think a man feels like, you know, wow, this is, you know, this is wonderful. She needs me. She wants me. She desires me and all this other stuff. So um, you actually sort of validated the the importance or, or the validity of that hero instinct, um, which I'm sure does work. I just, you know, didn't really have the right person to test it out on. Right. So I, I use you guys as guinea pigs. Well, I, you know, personally, I feel, you know, you've been so complimentary of, of my role on the show and, and, you know, the technical stuff I've been doing. I feel really positive, you know, because you've definitely made it a point to show your appreciation. So I don't know if that plays into the hero level of, of, of the concept, but certainly in, as a professional relationship, um, when you show your appreciation for the things that people do, it, it does uh, create a, a bond. It, it creates a, um, a sense of belonging and um, being a part of something. So maybe there is something to that, even beyond um, men needing to be a hero um, people need to feel appreciated, whether it's in well, a romantic relationship or, right. you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, feel, I feel very much uh, appreciated, you know, when, when I do something for the show and, and you say, good job. I mean, that's, that's great. 
Who doesn't want no, that? No, but you right, but you've done beyond anything. You have fulfilled all my dreams coming I'm true. The hero. In, you are you are a hero. In you are a hero. I mean and but I do, I am very appreciative. But I think that's my nature because you know, you didn't have to go out as much as you did to to make all this a reality. What we're doing right now, the live streaming I mean, you worked on it hour after hour and day after day, and it was a big deal. It really yeah, was it, a big deal, and I appreciate it. Well, I'm and all happy the to videos and all the uh, um, graphics that we have are courtesy of Paul. The coupons, every, yeah. everything that everything. is all courtesy of Paul. I mean, and lots of the new so ideas much. are the courtesy of Paul. Also. Right, right. Well, thank so you. we we have. Um, more or less transition this show into the 21st century. And well, maybe 20th. <laughs> <what? laughs> no, I'm right. <laughs> no, well, we're moving in the right direction. Yes, that's right. We really, really are. So, so how, how right. else does this tie into this uh, gentleman, the, the dating coaches? What else were they telling you? What other oh, a lot tips of stuff. were they giving you? A lot of stuff, but a lot of it is, is stuff that, you know, I've been – seeing in relationships for all the years that I've been doing it. I actually have a whole list here of things I wanted to talk about. Let me just scroll down a little bit because there's a lot that I'm not talking about tonight that I really want to talk about. All right. So, all right. Now, this actually surprised me, and this was from being coaches. This was um, what I've seen in person with, with relationships, and it's also some studies that I was reading. So what, what really surprised me is that men in their, from, from, from their late 20s, men typically prefer to be in a committed relationship rather than just being, you know, a player or whatever. And I didn't expect that. I really felt that men in their 20s we're still going to want to fool around. But statistics show that um, from about the age 27 onward, men are looking for a committed relationship. And that one really blew me away. So what I wanted to say about that, because an, another issue that I get very often with, with, with women is that they come to me and they say, well, he doesn't want to commit. And then I'll say, well, you know, what did what did he you know have you guys talked about it what what did he say up front well when i got into the relationship he told me he didn't want a relationship and that's the problem i mean <laughs> women should learn how to believe the men if they say they don't want a relationship believe it if they yeah. say they're never getting married again and you want to get married believe it that he doesn't a, want to get married it doesn't it's a really mean bad omen <laughs> It doesn't mean that you can't somehow change his mind in the big picture of things, but men who are either commitment phobic or don't want to get married or have been there and done that, believe them because it's a hard thing. These women end up falling in love with these guys and they hang on for a long time and they try to change them and men are going to be resistant. They are. So yeah. as important as knowing that men do want to be in a committed relationship, it's equally as important to find the right man <laughs> to put the right. time and energy in rather than just jumping in. 
and not to in any way um, pinpoint anything, but um, first caller that we took, when I asked if Eric was married, she didn't know if he was married before. And those mm. are the kinds of conversations, I think, that you need to understand who you're dealing with in a relationship. And again, that's no criticism meant towards her, but it's something very common that I come across that I ask what I consider to be pretty basic questions. Is somebody, was somebody married? Are they divorced? Have they gone through a divorce? When were they divorced? When was their last relationship? I think those are normal questions to ask and to find out. And most women don't, don't know those things. So what do you yeah. guys think about that? Is, isn't that like what's, normal to you? What's, what's the movie American in Paris? Is it the, where, where the guy shows up in Paris and finds a woman and they decide that they're not going to talk about any past or future. They're just going to experience the present. <clears throat> I think a lot of people kind of get locked into that idea. So hence they wouldn't ask those questions because they want to just have this romantic moment. I don't know. I'm just, just, just supposing. I have right. had clients who have told me that, um, or I, I've even met men that have said, I'm never going to ask you about your past. I don't care. Mm. And I think mm. that actually stymies the relationship mm. because I think your past defines who you are today. And I think it's important to be able to talk about your past. What do you yeah. say, Paul? <laughs> I, think it's really, I think it's really important that um, if you want a future, you need to understand your past. I so it's, you have to kind of be connected in that. You can't just divorce yourself from what's happened before. You need yeah. to know. But the reason I was laughing is, you know, you, you've mentioned a couple of things. It's so funny. I remember I was uh, starting to date this woman. Like I, I met her. She was a friend of a friend. And we ended up making out in the back of this bar. And she whispered in my ear, she's like, could it be so soon, love? And I thought to myself, love? I don't even know if I like you yet. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like you don't want to look too far in the future. You want to stay in the present for a couple minutes. But I just looked at her like, are you insane? <laughs> well, let's face it. We should all live in the moment. We don't always. But that's pretty fast. I mean, right? yeah, that was real fast. fast. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it, it didn't end up working out. No, but uh, totally. it was it was an interesting first encounter for sure. When I was like, I don't know what would love. <laughs> right, I know after what the first kiss. <laughs> right, uh, or, or the first episode of kissing. Yeah, yeah, that that is moving pretty fast. If some, yeah. if a man did that to me, I would run in the opposite direction. Oh yeah, that would yeah. scare the crap out of me. That's it really a little, would. Uh, a little too much. <laughs> it is. It is. So, so do you want to take another call here? We want to get right, a, another take a voice call. on the line here. Uh, okay. It seems obvious to me that we're going to have to do a part two of this if, if people are really interested in what men want. Because yeah, we need your feedback to find out if that's true or not, okay? All right. People, let because us, let us lot... go. Give us feedback. Yeah. Um, do, do we have the email address handy? Radio show at something? I don't even remember my well, uh, comment radio show. Yeah, people could comment. Uh, I I don't know if we have the. Do we have the? We are. We're, we're on, on YouTube. Like we're on. We're live streaming on every our individual. Right. Yeah, if anyone wants to chime in for on on, on my page. All on, right. I am the so, future. Yeah. There's plenty of places to contact. All right, us. leave a comment and let us know if you do want the rest because I've got 21 pages of notes here, oh. and I would love to share it. So if we need a part two, we'll do a part two. But let's take a call if we have somebody on the line. Okay. Here's somebody calling back with a status report. Name is Wendy. Okay. Wendy, are you there? 
Yes, I am. Thank you. Great. Hi, Hi. Hi, Wendy. Thank you for your patience, Wendy. Appreciate it. Oh, of course. I respect. And um, I'm giving you an update. Uh, It's regarding when I went online at a major department store. They have a Thanksgiving uh, Day Parade. The name of the store starts with an M. I love the store. And I'm still waiting on my $152.98. So oh, I remember because... you. You haven't gotten that yet from your China. Yes, exactly. I remember. And I remember. And, and I'm not too worried anymore about getting it back because I've turned it over to a major bank in America <laughs> that is handling it. And they're really good at it. And so I think I'll, I, I trust this bank. I think they'll they'll take care of it for me. Um, and I also faxed over confirmations from the shipping uh, company. Good, good. My concern is, my concern is, will I ever be reinstated for my online shopping with this company, and when? It does feel to me that you you will, but it seems like you have to talk to somebody. And I know you have already escalated it and you've talked to to several people, to the best of my recollection. But um, did you escalate it beyond the person you were talking to? Because I remember there was a nice woman, I think, that you were talking to. Yes. Yes, a supervisor by the name of Andrea, she treated me like gold, and she reinstated my online shopping immediately, and she was going to call me back in a week, but she never called me back, and I cannot reach her. I've left seven messages for her to call me back, and she has not, so I'm not so sure that I want to call the corporate office uh, and just be polite and say, you know, I'm pushing 70 this, your company has been a part of my life. I love your company. Um, can we make friends again? You know, and, and uh, I, I have returned stuff, uh, but not excessively. And I'll just say um, I, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, and I love the company. I don't know whether I should go to the corporate office or I haven't called this department store in a while and asked for a message to be left with Andrea again for a while, for a couple of weeks. I don't know what to do. Uh, will will she be instrumental in reinstating me, or will I be reinstated for my online shopping, and when? Ballpark. I, I would go be higher up than her. I would, If it were me, I would go to the vice president in customer service and then copy whoever the president or CEO is. I really would, because this is getting to be ridiculous. There's, uh, you know, hundreds of dollars involved in this a lot of your time and effort already. And it, and, and the, the sheer fact, like you say, you can't even shop at this point and that's a loss to them. So I, I would escalate it higher. I would write a nice letter, you know, but, but get other people involved if you can't get them on the phone, but I would say go well, beyond her. Ironically, when the, uh, the ship, the shipping, the parcel shipping company emailed me the confirmations. I found out the name of a man, first name Peter, and apparently he has quite a position. And he did request confirmation of the one that was shipped 2,000 miles away. And then there's a woman, first name Jermaine with a J. Um, and so I could call the corporate office, 
um, and um, and I would try the kindness approach, and I would say, uh, you know what, I I love the company. Um, can you please reinstate my online shopping? So it will be reinstated. When will yes. it be reinstated? When, well, I believe once you once you read. Once you reach out to the right person, I believe it'll be reinstated in like a day or two. Um, I just feel you haven't reached out to the right person. Right now, to me, it feels very much in limbo. I don't feel any, any activity going on at all. So you've got to make a, you've got to bring it to someone's attention. And I would say you've been nice enough to be working with um, <clears throat> Andrea and other people leaving messages and stuff. You need to take it beyond her at this point. And then I feel within a few days, the maximum a week, but I would say one to three days, you will be reinstated. Should I call the corporate office then or, or should I? I would. Uh, I yeah. would. Yeah. I would. All right. Well, I... Um, you have, you have some good leads. You have some so good I'm leads. Probably- you have people you can call. I would take up, take advantage of that. I agree with you. So if I, so if I, okay, so if I call the corporate office tomorrow and uh, be concise and pleasant, and mm-hmm. um, do you feel like tomorrow's a good day to call the corporate office or no? Yes, yes, I would definitely call. And, you know, if you do and you speak to the right person, by Monday or Tuesday you'll be reinstated. Of this coming week, right? Yeah. Of next week, of, next, of this next week. Okay. So if and, you talk to somebody uh, tomorrow, which is Friday, then by Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you should be reinstated. Okay, so maybe I should call the corporate office tomorrow. Yes. And, um, and this major bank in America, they, they're really good. Uh, so will they, will they get my $152 back? Yes. Okay. Wendy, thank you so much for me. calling tonight, Wendy. We really appreciate it. We have to move on. But uh, we right. really hope you, you get what you do, uh, deserve out of this year because we know it's been a, a long road for you. It has. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate you. Oh, you're very thank welcome. Thank you so much. <clears throat> so let's uh, pick up where we left off here with um, your uh, dating coaches. What do you think the most important thing in any relationship is? Um, Lady Fontaine, we know we've got oh, lots so of good information. Many. There's so many things. Um, I want to I want to bring up one thing because I think women all too often worry about this. Um, and this again isn't really from the dating coaches. It's from my experience, and it's also from a lot of statistics, which I'm even going to quote for you. So what I'm about to say is not anything shocking. That men are visual. We all know that. But women so often labor over being five pounds overweight, 10 pounds overweight, even 15 pounds overweight. And men don't look at that. They look at the whole picture. So they're, they're not even going to notice things like that. And, what, and, and even beyond, if, if you are a few pounds overweight, um, what I see <clears throat> so often is very average-looking women get the most eligible bachelors going. And they do it for two reasons. One, they have a sparkling personality, which I know everyone's going, no, no, that's impossible, but it isn't. But the other thing is they learn the secrets that I want to reveal tonight. 
there are very important secrets. And it's not about how to, like I was trying to manipulate the situation with you guys, but it's when you have a man's interest, being able to um, increase that interest or entice him a little bit more. And it's not really, I don't look at that as manipulation. I look at some of the other things that I was told as manipulating. I learn. I figure this is learning the language of men. Men and women are different. They're way different. They think different, they act different, and they understand things and process things differently. So you need to get to the point where you really understand what makes a man tick and what's going to excite them or intrigue them or interest them. And there was one very interesting thing that I was told by one of the dating coaches. And he said, um, don't be interesting, be interested. And that one really resonated with me because I think we as, especially women tend to be a little bit more talkative. They want to show their brilliance. They want to show their success. And a lot of men want to hear about all that, but I think we forget to ask the questions and get to really know the men. And by asking the questions, the men are going to feel more and more important and more and more valued and more and more intrigued with the woman. If it's all about her, just carrying on about herself, um, the man at some point is going to end up getting bored. So I, that one was a really important one for me. And there was another one. I mean, there's so many here. Um, oh, be, while I'm looking for the other one that was so important, what do you, what do you both think about that? Uh, about asking the question, no, oh, asking the yeah. question. And being interested rather it just being interesting. Um, I, I remember uh, learning the, the lesson a long time ago that, and I, so I think it's a two-way street, um, that one of the best ways for me to get a woman interested in me is being very interested in her story and asking all kinds of, you know, deep, deep probing questions about any aspect that I can think of in the story. And it's not fake in my case because I love stories. But uh, but I, I found out that that's 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 pretty pretty powerful. It's just like it's an ego thing, and it's also you know the value of me is in my past. You know. Bingo, and that's what we were talking about before that's about right. even that's relationships. Right. I mean, if you don't know the person, you I mean, where do you start? It's in my history. Yeah. 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 Paul, what do you think? Same. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, the, uh, it's mutual disclosure. Um, it's one of the most powerful things is, is to, you know, when you're, I think in any relationship, a friendship, uh, a loving relationship, a lover's a family relationship, you know, a lot of the, the things I hear the most with people that have problems with their family as adults is um, the family don't, they don't ask questions like my, mm-hmm. my family, my no one asks me, you know, what I'm doing professionally. No one says anything to show an interest. You know, I think that happens as adults. You kind of, you, you don't know how to interact with your, your family as you get older. And when you're kids, it's like, oh, how's school going? That's, you know, your uncle or your father, your grandparents know what questions to ask. But when you're an adult, it's like, how's your career going? You know, any, what's going on with you at work? You know, Hey, I heard you got a new car. What, how's the new car working out? Those questions don't come up anymore and you feel isolated because 
you know, no one's asking you, you know, even just the simplest questions about right. your daily life or what your goals are. Or, you know, are you getting the things out of your career that you want? You know, those, those things bond you. And I You're right. all, all the friends I have, all the, I have hundreds and hundreds of acquaintances, acquaintances. Mm-hmm. I can count on two fingers how many friends I have right. that take the time to say, hey, what's going on? I heard X, Y, Z happen. What's going on with your recording studio? What's going on with your projects? I only got two. <laughs> so, right. you know, those, those questions are, they're small. They're tiny little things. But it's just like, tell me about what's going on with you. Tell me. It's like they're, um, they're tracking. Powerful. They're tracking you. They're interested in you and how yeah. you're doing. Yeah. Yep. Right. And if you don't but return if, that, if someone is asking you those questions and you're not yeah. picking up, that you need to return that same energy and that same interest. It's an unbalanced relationship, and it won't last. I agree. So that person that's at, extending themselves to ask those questions, they don't get the bounce back. <laughs> it's not going to go on forever because you, you can only reach extend yourself so far before you're out of balance. It's also a sign of how interested they are or you are in, in what's going on. So if you're checking in with somebody a lot and they're not checking in with you, it's kind of a sign that they're not as interested in, the, in your friendship as you are. Right. Well, some yeah. people are notoriously good listeners and others aren't. But, but you know, what, what I always feel is the core of any relationship is not only just those questions, but that emotional connection. But I'm very deep. Not everyone's like that. But I need that emotional connection more so than anything. And I think the way you get it is talking and being vulnerable and open and sharing. Otherwise, yeah. how do you get it? Yeah. So, but if, if so no one's it, asking you those questions, you're kind of, you know, you've, you've got it there to give, but no one's asking for it. That mm-hmm. can feel really lonely and isolating, too. You're like, I've got this. I think you know, that's I very share it boring. Yeah. Right. It's very boring to me. Like if if people are only talking about, um, you know, their hobbies or, um, you know, unessential things. I mean, it's really it's really what you think and what you feel and, you know, what makes you happy that really I think that really bonds a relationship. But that kind of segues me into the next one, which was very shocking to me. Well, it was very shocking to me. Um, I know some men do this, but I didn't think that it was as important as it is. And I'm going to read you a, about a study, too, that was done. But men actually want to cuddle as much as women do. And I really found that to be shocking. But the Kinsey Institute um, actually conducted an international survey of more than 1,000. Now, these were middle-aged couples. And they said, who had on an average been together for 25 years? So the researchers measured each partner's relationship and sexual satisfaction on a number of variables. Most of the findings were obvious. And it was sexual functioning, for instance, was strongly related to a male uh, sexual satisfaction. But these other things, to me, were mind-blowing. So one striking finding, and this is actually, I'm going to read it right from the report. It says that um, a very strong connection between a man's relationship satisfaction and his frequency of physical intimacy. Now, this was not sexual intimacy. This was physical intimacy as in non-sexual caressing, kissing, hugging, and things like that. 
It said that the odds of a man being happy in his relationship increased by a factor of three if he snuggled up regularly. I found that amazing. So what about you guys? I mean, are you cuddlers? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jim? Yeah. Yeah. And how, like, on a scale of one to ten, how important is that to you in a relationship, cuddling? Well, physical contact of any sort is important. I have I have patients who are coming to me largely because they just want to have physical contact with someone because in this day of COVID, nothing. And I'm not right. afraid to touch people. And they're not afraid to be touched by me because I'm very careful. Um, but I'm doing acupressure and I'm doing acupuncture, you know, things like that. It, it's physical kind. It's body work. It, it, it's a type of cuddling. And I, I have told clients that I feel are very isolated to go get a massage or some sort of body work because they do need to be touched. I made, right. that face, I made that face when you said you're very careful. I thought about the needles going into me and pressing against my bones. Uh, but, I, <laughs> but I used an alcohol swab and the needles are sterilized. Oh, you mean steel. that way careful. <laughs> that way careful. I thought you meant careful not to hurt someone. <laughs> um, well, and Paul, no pain, well, no gain. Yeah, that's true. And Paul, um, how important on a scale of one to ten is cuddling and any kind of non-sexual physical contact? Uh, again, like I've, I've said it so many times during the show, you know, as the decades move on, your wants and needs change. And at 54, um, holding hands is more important than sex at this point, where it's just like you just want the contact with your partner. Um, you you want to be able to, to touch them and know they're next to you in bed and you have that uh, connection with them. Uh, uh, those things kind of overpower a, a lot of the uh, other needs and wants you may have had earlier in life, where it's just like um, – and intimate touching without the sexual energy is, is much more important to me now. You know, it feels right. uh, much more of a, a completion of the, uh, the relationship, just, you know, just holding hands. Like I, I go to sleep with my girlfriend every night and we hold hands until we both fall asleep. It's just, um, it's that comfort of being at peace and being relaxed in a relationship and, you know, not having any, any wants and needs that aren't being met. You're just, you're coasting, you know, everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you hold hands, are you holding hands like this or like this? Um, show me in. You know, like, like intertwined like that or just holding hands like, like that? that? Because, you know, when you're in bed, you can, it's hard to do that. Oh. You know, it's more, you know, because of the angle, you know, side oh, by okay. side, it's, it, it's oh, more like okay. this. Because this is a very intimate, this is very intimate. I mean, this yeah. couples who do this are really very intimate with each other. I mean, they're really connected when they do that. And that's not coming from the coaches. I know that from experience. Right. Well, um, but if, you, if you've got big hands like I do, and you're holding a small woman's hands, it's painful. <laughs> it's painful to go like that. It's painful yeah, for her, especially, yeah, because yeah. she's getting squeezed in there. Too much. Yeah. So there's that Poor too. Way. So keep that in mind. Right. <laughs> and that actually segues me, though, because you said the, the importance of touch. It actually segues me to the next thing, which, and I'm going to read it word for word. The next one is also a powerful secret, the power of touch. And, um, you know, it's, and basically everything that I've um, read and that I know from, from experience with clients 
is that men love to be touched. And when a man is touched, it starts tapping into their emotional makeup. And one thing that one of the uh, dating coaches had mentioned to me was men don't remember the words that you're saying or they're not necessarily, well, some of them do, but they're not thinking about the words that you're saying. They're thinking about how you make them feel and a smile, a touch on the arm, you know, a just a making them feel like they're wanted and that they're part of, you know, what's going on makes the man feel so connected to you. So the power of touch with a man um, on a scale of one to 10, I would say is a nine when it's done right. So what do you guys think? Mm. <laughs> Jimmy, take that one. <laughs> so Jimmy, 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 take that one. <laughs> Power of touch. Well, and again, uh, non-sexual, non-sexual. Yeah. Just I that. Mean, the power of touch is, it releases endorphins immediately. That's well known. Uh, in fact, uh, there's research that's been done on hugging that if you hug for 20 seconds, yes. Yes. the uh, minimum of 20 seconds, you're, you're, you release a trip of just a total flood of, of really great uh, hormones that, that make you feel great. So it's a good thing to do. I have a friend who's, who's a lawyer, but he goes out and stands in his music before COVID. He would stand there, you know, free hugs. He'd have a sign he would hold up over his head, free hugs. And oh, wow. people would come over and hug him, and, and he would say, you know, 20 seconds. And then they would walk wow. off silent. Yeah. Wow. He's a great guy. He's a really amazing guy. You know, we're not going to have time tonight to talk about something, but um, there's something called the Kodak moment that I was mm-hmm. going to share, but I'm, I'll save it for another time. But um, – I have to say, I mean, we all know what a Kodak moment is. I mean, it's an important moment that we never forget. And I'm just going to give you a tiny bit of background that um, there was this guy that I was seeing for a while. And I remember that he was at his daughter's house and he started to text me. He was bored and he was coming home like the next day or something. Um, And then we decided that, you know, we would get together. But we were texting, I think, into the middle of the night. You know, just going back and forth. And he said, I can't really call because they're going to hear me, you know, and also we, we stayed texting. So anyhow, the next day he has like an eight hour trip home. And again, we're talking just about the whole trip home. And then he had to run home and then he came over over to my house. And as soon as I opened the door, because the way we looked at it, it was like 24 hours of foreplay at that point. So the second he walked in the house, he hugged me. And that was the Kodak moment. That Mm. moment I will never forget. It was the most, out of every time I've ever been hugged, I think that was the Kodak moment. It It just meant everything. And then he started to kiss me, and that made the Kodak moment even better. You Mm. know, and then the rest is history. But, um he so didn't those, talk much. <laughs> exactly. Um, until we were lying in bed later and saying I how know, good it okay. was. To <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not allowed to. I'm overage. I mean, I'm allowed to say that, aren't I? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, you're an adult. You're good. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we were two consenting adults. But, um, oh, so you're not going to like one of these texts because it's bleak. 
but I don't think we're going to have time for it. But those Kodak moments are big. They really, really are. And if you could ever create them, and I was going to talk about, again, anticipation. And that was the key to that thing. We were talking and, you know, all that anticipation was building for 20, 24 plus hours. And that made that a very special Kodak moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. did. Yeah. Right? It really yeah, did. You, you kind of have to uh, create them. I think uh, my, my girlfriend, one of the first flights she took, um, and I went to pick her up at the airport. I, I gave her a hug and I said, oh, I'm so happy to see you. Oh, nope, that's just a banana in my pocket. And I handed her a banana and she lost her mind laughing at it because <laughs> it was the opposite of you. <laughs> but you have to make those things happen where it's like, uh, you know, you treasure those things because you put some effort into them, you know, you make them happen. Right. No, you do. And those things, I believe, are very, very important because they are the Kodak moments. Um, you know, a friend of mine, I was talking to him today about the show, and he's a very, um, I would say, sexual man. And he said to me, um, Jim is going to like these. I'll use nice words for this. He said, now, this was like 18 years ago that this experience happened. I said to him, how long ago? He said 18 years and he still remembers it. He was dating somebody, or maybe, I, get, I think he was dating, or maybe he was married. I don't remember which it was. But, and then he comes into the house, and the girl or woman, you know, like, goes right for the kill. And he grabbed says, him. Right. Grabbed him right, you know, in his private part. And Good he's, he's And he said, 18 years later, he get that picture out of his head for him that was a kodak moment right. that was you yeah, know and, and i think a sort of woman who knows what she wants that's a that's a good thing right yeah. and, and right and like he said you know they they had they had a nice rest of the day or night or whatever it was right. but, all right um, we've got a couple callers left we're running right, out of ahead. time here so let's um weigh in on um Alyssa here uh, she's got some general questions, but she's suffering um, just like the most most of us are with the year and a half of COVID, um, the challenges of being home, unemployment, and, uh, you know, putting on some extra pounds because you're stuck at home. Um, she just wants to know, basically, um, with Internet dating now, do, do you see anything in her future coming up, uh, things turning around for her? Alyssa, you are on the air here with Lady Fontaine. Hi, I'm so Hi. excited. I got through. Oh, well, we're glad that you're here. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I, um, I, I took a break for about a year and a half, and I gained about 50 pounds from dating. I um, had a bad breakup, and I just decided it was time to get me together a little bit. Um, and now it's been so long, and... I started doing like this messenger dating and I've talked to a couple guys on there, but nothing serious. And I was just wondering if you see anybody um, coming like into my, like, am I going to die alone? Um, Well, let me answer that (laughs) one. And, you know, I I believe the future is in your, in your hands. I don't believe that you're going to die alone, but a lot of the stuff that we were talking about at the beginning of the show about loving yourself and feeling good about yourself. I think, I think you need a little bit of, of a tune up emotionally um, 
before you're going to be able to really attract the men or man that you want. So I would say, you know, find something that works with you and do inner work and get build up your own, you know, your own set, your own confidence and your own sense of worth. Because right now, honestly, in your energy, I'm just feeling you almost, it's, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, nothing's ever going to come of this. No one's ever going to like me, you know, and you're not feeling good yeah. enough about yourself to be able to draw no. in the right kind of person. So I would say right you're now, right. have fun with it. You know, this, this is going to be like a good initiation for you to get back in the swing of things. But I don't really see that connection because I even feel even if you met somebody, you would be going into it thinking, God, he's not going to like me and, you know, I'm too this, I'm yes, too that. I mean, you're totally right. Yep. So, you are so right. work on you. Work on you. Okay. You know, um, in, you know, I mean, we've all been struggling with different challenges during COVID, um, but I know a lot of people who have dropped weight, not gained weight, and gotten shape. So, you know, make oh, that man. a priority for that. you. And, you know, well, yeah. I mean, you could still do it. It doesn't matter that you didn't do it, but you could still do it. And I was just reading today, yeah. I mean, in one of those rag magazines, but I'm actually going to try it. Um, it was a hydration mm-hmm. diet, and it was saying that, you know, you need salt, magnesium, and potassium to be able, and Jim, you might be able to add some some light into this to help balance the fluid and the whatever in, you know, it's not just fluid, but it actually somehow stimulates the burning of fat and the release of belly fat, most especially. Um, yeah, I've heard a lot about magnesium. I'm sorry, what was that? What is the diet called, or how could I look it up to see? Um, it was on one of those rag magazines, and it said something like lose 25 pounds of belly fat by Memorial Day, so I bought it. <laughs> I mean, I figured if I could lose 25 pounds of any fat, I'd be happy. Yes. <laughs> so, I so, I mean, I right. So, I mean, you know, but I was reading it, and I believe he was he's a Harvard physician who found that Actually, sodium was the key thing, and that goes against everything that we've always been taught. But he's saying somehow yeah. the sodium is what actually regulates the potassium and the magnesium. And without having the high or the normal amount of sodium in your system, you're not going to be able to burn fat. Um, it was an interesting article, mm-hmm. and he showed a lot of pictures of a lot of women that lost like 100 pounds in, um, yeah. you know, like a few months, six months or something like that. Well, so, yeah. um, you know, take a look and at it. I can't. Like so hydration? You, hydration you want, diet? Sorry. Yeah, but Jim, what do you think about you, that? You, you want to be a little careful because uh, people who have weight problems tend to be over uh, 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 high, high, sorry, high blood pressure problems. Yeah. yeah. And eating a lot of sodium can make that worse. And so okay. you want to watch it. There was actually something in the article about that, um, but again, I, I don't, I, I skimmed I, it. I, I didn't really yeah. read it, but, but I, 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 do low, yeah. I do low yeah. sodium myself, not for blood pressure, just you yeah. know, because of water retention. Yeah. Sodium yeah, and magnesium, and and, sorry, sodium, magnesium, potassium are <laughs> three salts that are really very helpful for the body. And magnesium is noted as being something that helps reduce belly fat. So, I've heard these things before, but I haven't heard about uh, using sodium in a, in, a, in a weight diet. That's that's news to me. 
Um, I'll send you. Uh, I'll. I'll send you. Get, you. Yeah. It was. It was sure. it was interesting. I haven't read the whole thing though. I just sort of skimmed it, but uh-huh. um, for some reason it just like resonated with me with when yeah, Alyssa mentioned it. I don't Go remember if it was it in, you know, maybe it was in Women's World or or one of those magazines. Okay, what okay. were you saying, Alyssa? I was saying, yeah, I'm going to look it up, Google it, and see if what I can't see on it because I've tried a lot of diets and. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they're just not not you know working, and maybe I'm yeah. doing them wrong. I don't know. Well, I find high protein, low carb diets to be the best. Yep. For my body, yeah. I it's, I can't be eating a lot of carbs. I can't. Mm-hmm. Me neither, and that's what I love. <laughs> yeah, world. don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> don't yeah. we all? But I think if you started with that and then, you know, maybe found it and water, water intake. If you don't drink the water, the fat has no way of coming out. Is that true, Jim? That's what I've always heard. I haven't heard that. That's news to me. Oh, I've always heard that. Um, That how else does the fat get out? Well, the fat gets out because we're burning it. It's it's a storage of calories. And uh, lipid lipid is oil that's in the fat. And that, that stuff is is really com- really very highly concentrated energy and it's the best way to get rid of it is to you exercise that's why everybody says exercise yeah. dieting and exercise yes. you know what i've heard yeah. is that high intensity exercise in very short bouts like 20 seconds um is more effective than doing long cardio workouts be. that end up stressing your knees and your hips and everything yeah. else and it actually yeah. burns fat better um, so did yeah, you do a bunch of jumping jacks or something for 20 seconds? and then Or running, even running, or, you know, whatever you, you could do to, to get that heart rate really going. But from what okay. I've heard, and you, you could actually look it up online. I don't know if it's high-intensity, short bursts of high-intensity workouts. It's, there's a name to the exercise program. Um, look at it online. It sounds very intriguing to me. Yeah. It does. Heck yeah. <laughs> Anything well, that takes less time is good. <laughs> right. And I think you only need like five minutes a day or something like that. But it's it's that short spurt of that high intensity exercise that, that supposedly works. Okay. So well, yeah. Jill and Jim, at the beginning of the show you guys had a really good discussion about uh the law of attraction and how to get out of these um, loops of kind of self-destructive thinking. Uh, maybe Alyssa could benefit from some of that because I, I really uh, took a lot of it to heart. Hmm. Well, you know, what we were talking about with the law of attraction and everything is great, but when the, sometimes we need to go, sometimes we need help. We either need to do really structured inner work to help build our self-esteem or therapy. I mean, I'm a great advocate of therapy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I'm I, in I, therapy. Okay. So, so I've, I've been curious about yeah. Noom. Has anybody looked into that? Into what? Noom. N-O-O-M. Oh, I've seen that on yeah. TV. I don't know. What because is they're it, using, Alyssa? They're using therapy as a way. It's called CBT. They're using therapy Cognitive as... behavioral therapy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. To, Not my favorite. I forget what it is now, but, but they're, they're using that as a way to dig deep into your psyche, which is whatever it is that's helping you to, to eat too much 
and and not control your eating abilities. And uh, and and people have been reporting a lot of good success with it. So they have, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's remember yeah. what I said early I on in the show. That works with your thoughts, not with mm-hmm. your beliefs. And that mm-hmm. doesn't resonate with me. I believe it's the beliefs that if you if you feel you're not good enough, that's going to be that voice in your head that's going to sabotage you. And that's why for me, I don't. I'm not crazy about cognitive behavioral therapy. But okay. that doesn't mean everybody feels that way. That's my beliefs. Because that's yeah. a great therapy. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm in it. I'm going to check out, I think maybe that, I don't know, I've seen the Noom commercials, but I, and I was wondering about it, but I'm going to check out that, that hydration for sure, that hydration diet that with the sodium and the exercising with the, um, you know, the shorter, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I'm starting it yeah. on Saturday, the hydration diet. I ordered all the stuff. Okay, I well, want to see how it works. Do you, oh, you order it from them? How much? No, no. I just, it told you, it told, like I have Himalayan salt here, so I didn't have to order Mm -hmm. that, but it told you what kind of potassium to get and what kind of magnesium and how much to use and put it in your water thing, let it sit overnight and drink it all day long. I'm going to try it. So you could, yeah, I'm going to try that. I'm going to look it up and try it. All right, so call us back in a couple of weeks and we can compare notes. Okay, I will for sure. Thank you guys. It was nice listening and talking to you. Yeah, thank, thank you. Here. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Uh huh. Bye bye. Bye bye. How many more, so we more have callers time for do we have? One more caller. We have Dionysus okay. on the line here, who is uh, named after the Greek god of wine, and I think this is a oh. tremendous name. And he has, again, you know, kind of some open general questions about, um, you know, his romantic future and his uh, life in general here. So, Dionysus, can you uh, give us a little bit of your story here and uh, tell us what, what's going on with you tonight? Hello, Dionysus. Yeah. I think we may have lost him. Yeah. Okay, so let's... um. Well, he's, 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 the line's still open. But line's still open. We'll see if someone chimes in. So maybe take another call, and if we have time, we'll go back That's to him. It. That's our last caller for the night, so we can oh, um, that is... go back to our uh, regular scheduled script. discussion here. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll, so... I'll try to get him back on the line here. If you guys want to carry on here, I will reach out to him. All right. So what I, I want to talk a little bit about flirting. I mean, there was a lot of other stuff that I'm not going into because I don't have time. But um, there were some really interesting tips that I was told, plus um, in my experience as a life coach and relationship expert, you know, there, there are some things that you could do. So um, let me, before I go through this list, I'm just curious, like, how do you know that a woman is flirty with you, Jim? That's been my problem my whole life. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know when they're flirting with you or you do? It's, well, there are flirting. I mean, I've, I have run across a lot of women who know how to flirt, and it's fun to flirt with them because they're they're teasing uh, and they're married and, you know, oh. it's, it's, they're clearly just flirting for the fun of it. Um, oh. But then there's, there's, there were situations that I found out later or figured out later that they were flirting with me and I had no idea. I mean, to the point where I had a woman, 
you know, right after I got married the first time, she she comes, uh, she brings me to her house with her friend there, and we have a glass of wine, and then her friend leaves, and she starts talking to me about how she's really not against having affairs around relationships, you know, you know, and stuff like that, and I'm like, well, that's interesting. See you later, and I left. <laughs> I had no idea that this was a seduction trap. <laughs> so well, she was so, a beautiful woman too, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I wouldn't have so, gone through with it anyway. But <laughs> so were you? Were you were you single or were you involved? I was married at the time. Oh, well, I had just okay. gotten married. So, I had no idea that she was actually interested in me because it just didn't occur to me. It just, she was just sharing an interesting story about herself. <laughs> wow, and you got yourself into that mess. Wow. Um, well, I didn't get in mess at all. I walked away from it. You got himself out. Well, you did. You did. <laughs> well done. But still, you <laughs> still you. got yourself drawn into that. So her techniques of flirting were miserable. Either you missed it, either you missed <laughs> it, or or whatever. But I was, I was raised in a family with three, uh, two other boys, no girls, and. So I had no idea how, how women act or what flirting looks like or what, you know, the girls even have the same kind of uh, urges that boys do. And so I, I just, I, for my whole life, it's just been, I don't, you know, just, <laughs> <laughs> I catch a lot of nuances, but flirting just isn't one of them. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. What about you, Paul? Do you know when a woman's flirting with you? Well, when I was younger, um, man, did I blow some opportunities because I, I just, I was not tuned in. And um, there was, there was one time I was out with, with all my friends and um, there was a, a, a girl that, you know, that I was interested in and they slowly all left and we were sitting out by the lake and watching the, the full moon and it couldn't have been more romantic setting. And she's, practically sitting in my lap on a bench and we're just talking, 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 talking for about an hour after everyone left. And finally she had enough of it. And she looked at me and she goes, are you ever going to kiss me? And I was like, Oh, Oh, that, oh that's what we should be doing. Of course. So as soon as she said it, you know, we started making out, but it was like, it took oh, that, that, that brick over the head. Now I was in oh, my twenties. So I, I eventually, I learned to pick up on the subtleties. Yes. Of um, yeah, women don't—they don't come right out, especially younger women, because they're afraid of being right. labeled too that forward. I believe. So right. uh, that subtle—that flirting can be very subtle, and it can be very hard to pick up on, um, especially if if you're a, sh- a shy person, if you're if you're not a man who's on the prowl um, looking for any scent of possibility. Um, if you're just like a normal man who's just looking for, you know, love, uh, those little flirtations can be hard to pick up on. But Well, what about like when a woman like plays with their hair and swirls it like that? A, a dating coach told me that's a big turn on. I never knew that. It, yes. yeah. it can I be. It depends. Like, this didn't get you going. I have to there. try that. Okay, let me see. Yeah, your hair is longer it's than mine. It's not working, probably. okay? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just keep trying. Maybe somebody out there will get the hint. Well, what do you think? Yeah. I think any any of those tips that you're getting, if if you're doing them for the effect and it's not sincere you can do more harm than good with it because I think most people are going to pick up if it's a, if it's a put on, if it's an affect where it's like, 
you can feel when something's sincere. So if you're genuinely like just, you know, self-consciously touching your hair, that could be very sexy. It could be very flirtatious. But if you're doing but, it on purpose, doing it, it, it could like be really this. annoying. Right. Like, what the hell is she doing? <laughs> 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 so in other no. words, it has to come from some kind of sincerity. It has to be real. Mm-hmm. I think anything that you do for, you know, because someone told you it's a tip, I think you can really – you, you can shoot yourself in the foot doing it. Um, I, I, you know, I, I remember a client once um, that I, uh, we were doing a Zoom call or a Skype call. And the whole time she sat there going like this. To me, it felt so annoying that she was doing that. But she was doing it. I figured she must be the biggest flirt with guys because she was doing it, you know, like, you know, she had her whole body involved with it. To me, it was, and actually, I have two clients, one in Dubai and one here in North Carolina that have that technique. And I guess they're just used to doing it. So I'm actually going to get them on the show and see if it has an effect on you, since mine didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Use that on us, too. (laughs) No, that, that, I told you, this one I told you. But, okay, Uh. so here are some of the things that the dating coaches told me and I'll tell you that if there's one or two here that are important smiling I mean they I think that one's kind of obvious to to smile um banter and have fun I thought that one was kind of obvious but I don't really see that as flirting but apparently the dating coaches feel that it is um body language I mean that's a big one I mean if you're sitting there with your arms crossed or facing away from somebody. I mean, that's not a real positive sign. But along with that, which in my experience is really helpful, is the eye contact. And again, just to, you know, very casually touch somebody's arm or their hands or something, I think that's a big signal. Like if that woman that you were, you know, she was sitting on your lap or whatever it was, um, if she was like touching you, when do you think you would have gotten a different signal from her? Yeah, we were we were touching, we were cuddling. Oh. It's just, mm. you know, I guess uh, being at that age, I think I can't remember where in my twenties I was, but it just you, you don't want to be forward. You know, I don't know. It's like for me, it's it's, it's probably just my personality that I'm not um, aggressive uh, like that. So I, I didn't I, I didn't know to make the first move. I didn't know. You know that 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 sometimes women need you to to kiss them. <laughs> did you learn yeah. that though, like in your thirties or forties? I did. I did. I definitely Good. learned to pay Good. better attention to those things, um, and I, I was quick to pick up and you know in my, in my uh, other relationships um, when when something like that happened. I didn't. I didn't waste time. I, I think kissing is like. You know, to me that that you could keep everything else. Just give me a good kisser. Right? Uh, are we out of time already? We are. We're running down yeah. here. Oh, yeah. All right. So let me let me try to get a couple more of these in. Um, and again, what I'm about to say ties into what I said earlier. Listen intently to what he says. Smile softly when appropriate. Um, <clears throat> this is the exact quote that I I mentioned before. Men don't remember what you say. They remember how you make them feel. So part of the making them feel is if you're smiling or happy or showing delight with something, you're going to get them to feel like, oh, I'm doing something right. 
that they're going to remember. Or if you make them feel special in some way, <clears throat> tell them you're happy, compliment that, them. Um, and if, basically you, if, you, if, if you fake it, you'll be hearing about it for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, I, I love it when you do that. Oh, good. I'm going to do that forever. <laughs> oh, I see. And that that actually is something that I wanted to talk about in the beginning. Um, I have a lot here on that about being authentic, because if you're not authentic, you're like I said, you can never maintain it. And that really okay. is a, a form of, you know, lying or betrayal or something like that. Right. So I guess that's it for tonight. So we are out of time. But thank you so much to all our listeners, our live stream viewers, and those who called in tonight. We enjoyed hearing your stories. We appreciate you. Our next show is Thursday, May 27th at 8 p.m. The topic is often requested. It's the law of attraction. I'm very much uh, interested in this myself. Lady Fontaine will (laughs) will reveal all her secrets in the ever-popular and often-requested show. So mark your calendars. Be sure to join us for the exciting show in two weeks here on Blog Talk Radio, as well as all our video uh, streaming platforms. Our discount code tonight is WMW0506-MT, and that will get you 50% off on all three of our individual services. Please visit Lady Fontaine at LadyFontaine.com for a reading or life coaching session. For those listeners in New York, visit Jim at East West Healing Arts in Hartsdale, New York. Website is eastwesthealing.info. His Facebook page is facebook.com eastwesthealingarts. My own show is on purerockradio.net on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. And my website is stentorproductions.com. Good night, and we look forward to seeing you on May 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern on I on the Future. Thank you so much, and good night. Thanks. Another great show thanks to our callers and wonderful listeners. Be sure to follow us here on Blog Talk Radio and on Facebook. Check back regularly for info on our next show here on Blog Talk Radio on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you miss a show or want to listen again, you can listen to the podcast anytime here or on iTunes. Signing off from all of us here on Eye on the Future, blessings and